0: welcome everyone to the Enthusiast Life brought to you by Gamer Goo. My name is Mark Turkot. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Thursday, March 4th, 2021. That's right. We are on the eve of the final episode of WandaVision. So if you're like me, I'm sure you're going to be just thinking about it all day long. And a little bit later on in the episode, I'll be talking about what I hope to see in that episode. But before we get to that, we got some other good stories here to talk about here on the show. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping as always. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Marturk, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show, the at gmail.com. And again, don't forget tomorrow we will be doing our WandaVision wrap-up. That's right, the final WandaVision Friday here, at least for the foreseeable future until we get a new season. But we will be picking up with Falcon and Winter Soldier. So be on the lookout for that episode tomorrow. On Saturday, I will have the guest spot for this week uh, with Derek Smith, who is the editor-in-chief of GameInsider.com, GameInsider Magazine. And on Sunday, we will have the latest patron episode, so keep your ears open for that. Lots of Enthusiast Life coming up this weekend. Well, let's jump in here to some good stories here. First up, uh, Sony yesterday, kind of out of nowhere, I I had no idea this was happening, had a PlayStation VR event uh, about some upcoming games Coming here uh, to to the um, to the platform to the PlayStation VR, and uh, we got some interesting ones. First up was Doom Three, uh, a VR edition. If you've never played Doom Three, it's uh, obviously in the Doom series, has you fighting tons and tons of demons. You know, basically what, what seems to be in the depths of hell, although you're up on a space station, I think, uh, from what I can remember. Um, but it's much more of a horror game. Uh, than the previous games. I mean, obviously you think like, well, you're fighting demons and doom, right? I mean, it's gotta be a horror game. Uh, But no, this is much more, had that more survival horror style to it. And uh, the only thing I really remember about the game, because I played it on the original Xbox back in the day when it came out, was uh, two things. One... It looked gorgeous at the time. I mean, I'm sure you go back now, especially on the Xbox and it probably doesn't look as great. Um, but I know on PC it was kind of like the game that was kind of the benchmark, kind of pushing video cards at the time. Uh, but then also you could play multiplayer and one person had no gun in the flashlight and then you could have the gun. So you kind of had to work together shining the flashlight around because it was a very dark game. Uh, I remember everything just kind of looking wet and glossy when you were in there. So the way the light shined off, everything was just awesome, you know, graphically. Uh, But they're bringing it to VR. Uh, I don't think there's going to be multiplayer for it. I think it's, you know, obviously just going to be you playing. Uh, But they are putting in 180 quick turn, degree quick turn, which is great because a game like like, uh, Doom, where you're just fighting countless waves, of demons is going to get a little bit hectic, I think, in VR. Uh, but that's pretty cool. Uh, it's actually coming out March 29th, too. So, not too far, far along uh, or far away for that one. Uh, let's see. They showed Song in the Smoke. This is a, a new survival game coming from 17 bit, and uh, it's coming later this year. And it's going to feature kind of your traditional survival things. So you're going to have to be. You know, killing animals to eat food. You actually have to bring the food to your mouth, so it's going to feature your hands in the game using the move controllers, and you have to manually use tools to create tonics and even bring a knife to a piece of wood to carve it. Uh, so they're really kind of getting into um, you know that survival aspect of it. it has more of a uh, kind of early human, kind of caveman type look to it. So there's like bows and clubs and uh, campfires and things like that. Uh, but if you watch the trailer that they put out, there is a bit of, um, I don't know, a little, uh, little supernatural scariness going on there at night, it seems. So, you know, in classic style, at nighttime is when these games kind of ramp up their difficulty or something crazy happens at night. Um, and this game doesn't seem to be any any different than that. Uh, another one they brought out was Fract. This is a first-person shooter uh, that actually has you in a fracking facility, obviously, hence the name. Uh, but it's been taken over by, as they say, interdimensional maniacs, and uh, this is this game is going to have you doing all kinds of different action things, such as skiing, shooting, climbing, zip lining, uh, even base jumping within the game. And uh, they describe it as if uh, Paul Vorhoven made a VR game, um, which uh, I don't really, I don't know, who Paul Vorhoven is. Uh, but, uh, it was originally created for the PS4, but it is going to have some PS5 enhancements, I guess. Uh, if you play it on the PS5, it'll have some better frame rate loading times and resolution. So that's pretty neat. They're adding that in, and uh, especially they're going to be able to do that with, um, you know, the current hardware, you know, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I didn't think we'd see really increased frame rates or anything until we got, um, the new PlayStation VR PSVR two, which we still don't have a release date or anything, which they didn't even detail at all within this. These are all games coming to the standard PlayStation VR. Uh, they announced a sequel to I Expect You to Die. Uh, it's called I Expect You to Die Too." The Spy and the Liar. Uh, this is kind of like a, a James Bond-style espionage puzzle game. And, uh, you know, using all kinds of gadgets and all that. This next one really has me a bit interested in uh, somewhat, I'm going to say excited because this is kind of cool. Uh, it's called Zenith. Uh, this is from the team called Ramen VR. And it's a JRPG and anime-influenced MMO built for virtual reality. So the characters and everything within it are very colorful, um, you know, look kind of rich. It says players can climb any surface and has a fantasy real time combat with swords, bows, and magic. It's going to have world bosses, public events, and dungeons that'll be available for multiplayer parties and even have a guild system. Uh, It says the game is going to feature traditional classes, um, However, they're not restrictive. So a mage can be a tank, a DPS can heal, meaning you can work together as a team or even go in solo. Awesome. Like this this, coming to the PlayStation VR, a virtual reality MMO that is seems to be kind of in a standard MMO style. Count me in. That game is called Zenith. Definitely keeping my eye on that. No, no uh, release date that I can see right now, Um, but I'm definitely all in on that game like that. That sounds great. Uh, and then finally, another one they showed was called After the Fall. It's a uh, new first-person shooter co-op VR game. Uh, this one comes from uh, Vertigo Games, and it's kind of set in an alternate 1980s L.A. Uh, and players are going to, says, have to shoot their way through a frozen, chaotic wasteland full of undead creatures called the Snowbreed. And uh, it says they uh, kind of lack or act like a pack of wolves, so they kind of swarm you. And uh, a neat, neat little trailer that's out there. looks like it'll definitely be... Uh, A fun, kind of post-apocalyptic, again, kind of in this 80s style, which is kind of neat, kind of bringing that in. I don't know how deep they're going to go into that, but I think that's kind of cool. But co-op, a co-op VR game, which is pretty awesome. So uh, lots of cool things coming to the PlayStation VR. That Zenith game definitely has my eye. Um, You know, just the idea of playing an MMO. You got to think like in a typical MMO, you know, you're running through a dungeon. You're looking at 30, 40 minutes of time. Um, you know being in a headset talking to your friends in that it's going to be great and I I would wonder like what's the character customization going to be like you know you think of like player ready player one right where the characters that's their with their friends within the world like that is how they know each other you know not knowing each other by actually knowing themselves in real life and so like is many people get that experience when it comes to World of Warcraft, you know, Elder Scrolls Online, Final Fantasy 14, all these MMOs. You know, that's always been that way. But to have it literally be VR, kind of that fantasy that I think everybody's always had of living within an MMO in the VR space. Uh, I, are are there other ones on PC? There may be. I mean, I'm not aware of any. I don't know of any. Partly because I don't have a Vive or or a Oculus, so I don't really follow those as much. Um, but uh, Zenith, man, that's got me excited. A uh, VR MMO, pretty cool. Uh, let's see, we got some news. Uh, final video game story here today. Uh, we got some news that an open-world third-person Dungeons & Dragons game is in development. Uh, the company Hidden Path, I guess, is bringing this. They're, they're dubbing it a A third-person open-world fantasy RPG taking place inside the Dungeons & Dragons franchise. Uh, I guess Hidden Path Entertainment is the same studio that actually worked with Valve, uh to create Counter-Strike Global Offensive. So a little bit of a uh or you know CS:GO as many people know about it. Uh you know, that game that's always in like the top 5 on Twitch um and has been for years because of the competitive side to it. Um kind of interesting to think that, you know, they're switching from this competitive shooter, esports shooter to now an open world third-person RPG, but it call me excited, man. Like, you know, that that's a great uh world I think to explore, you know, the tons of lore out there so many things to experience there uh they said it is being built on uh unreal engine 4 so obviously it's going to look gorgeous uh out there uh and they are looking for uh i guess ways of also bringing it uh to the console and uh you know not just to the pc so um lots of possibilities with that game you know you just think of even just the narrative possibilities that the game could have uh, I'm sure there's a lot, a lot that they could do. And uh, back in 2019, I mentioned too that uh, the Wizards of the Coast president, Chris Sox, revealed that there were seven or eight games being planned based on Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so one of those, of course, is uh, the new Dark Alliance action RPG. You know, didn't say that they had to be PC or console. I want to say there's been one or two mobile games since then as well. Um, but hey, D&D, you know, not always having, the, or not. Just having the resurgence in terms of people playing tabletop, also having, uh, you know, a resurgence just in terms of, uh, you know, there's a movie I know in the works right now. It's like every day we're getting new people being cast to that film, uh, as well as obviously, you know, just big triple A style video games. Love it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, Switching gears now over to television, The Simpsons has now been reviewed or renewed for two more seasons bringing it to a 33rd and even a 34th season this means the simpsons are going to be going all the way until at least 2023 that'll put it at a total of 757 episodes now the simpsons are set here on march 21st to actually uh, air their 700th episode called manger things So I think just from the title, we can kind of think kind of where they may be going. Well, there's actually two ways they could be going there. But yeah, 700 episodes. But by the end of this new contract, 757 episodes. Uh, Fox Entertainment CEO Charlie Collier said in a press release, he said, it's a sincere pleasure to announce the season 33 and 34 pickups of The Simpsons. We keep hoping that eventually they'll get it right. He said, profound respect for and congratulations to Matt, Jim, Al, and the many other wonderful partners working Really hard to really elevate the Tracy Ullman Show, as they say, practice makes perfect. So there you go. For those you don't know, of course, Simpson started on the Tracy Ullman Show, an old 80s show back on Fox. And, uh, you know, as a kid, the Simpsons, I loved it. I think Chris and I did a uh, Simpsons, the Enthusiast Life episode, well, now years ago, uh, when the Enthusiast Life first started. And, uh, you know, Simpsons, the first season I videotaped, recorded, you know, on my VHS Every episode that season, and just rewatch them over and over and over. I mean, I had the original episode pilot that aired, which of course is the Simpsons uh, Christmas episode, and uh, you know, where they get Santa's little helper, the dog, and that was the first time it aired. And I, I recorded that, and man, I was just in awe of the Simpsons. And from then on, I mean, I was all caught up in Simpsons Mania, getting the t shirts, you know, all that. I mean, we couldn't wear the shirts to school anymore because you know, Bart the Bart shirts. Um people were thinking, you know, Bart was going to rot everybody's brains. And I mean, it was just a crazy time when you think back to it. Um, but I loved The Simpsons and, and kind of, you know, fell off watching them, obviously, through the years. Um, kind of introduced my, my kids, especially my son, kind of to it here uh, within the last year. And we actually, a uh, couple Sundays, uh, kind of over the summer, we were watching uh, episodes as they were on. And uh, we've even watched like, what is it, FXX, I think the channel is, the FX2 or whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of times they have Simpsons on like all day long. And of course now with Disney plus, you know, you have, uh, every episode available to you on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Simpsons are great, man. I I just loved the Simpsons. Now, you know, I know a lot of people now are, are of course, like the family guy people or hell, there's even like Bob's burgers people and stuff now. Um, and I get that, but the Simpsons for me just has the nostalgia. I mean, believe me, family guy is hilarious. I'm with you on that. Um, but there's just something about the cast of characters, that the Simpsons created that um, makes it, you know, makes it everything. The, the um, residents of Springfield are just classic, 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 classic. I've even said before, there's even a podcast uh, called Talking Simpsons that I listen to every once in a while. They just take an episode and kind of break it down. And uh, I love that. You know, it's so great. And, you know, they get real deep into like the news of the time, like what was happening at that point. And, I mean, there's seasons in the show now, but you know, everyone, I think I've listened to most of like the second and third season episodes, uh, just because it brings me back. You know, gives me that nostalgia uh, for that show that I just loved so much when I was a kid. So, but congratulations to them and just insane, man! Thirty four seasons, thirty four seasons of The Simpsons, wild. Uh, all right, so tomorrow the final episode of Wandavision. Let's talk a little bit about what I want to see. And, you know, I was trying to think this morning. What do I want to see in the episode, and what are my predictions? So maybe a little minor, minor spoilers here for folks that maybe aren't caught up on Wanda So if you don't want to hear that, skip, you know, skip ahead a bit here. Um, but here's kind of my, my, my thought as to what I think uh, things are going to go, and kind of how I want it to play out. Um, you know, I think in the end, obviously Wanda and Vision are going to take down, you know, Agatha. I think we can all assume, assume that's going to happen. I don't think Agatha is going to come out of this. Uh, unscathed or even come out of it at all like I mean I mean maybe there's some way she will Um, but I have a feeling that through that process we're going to get a Vision Wanda saying goodbye I have a feeling we're going to get a tearjerker tomorrow and I kind of want that I think we're going to have to get that because we've seen this Vision can't get outside of the hex um, that he has to basically go away even though she created him he can't exist outside of this hex And I think what we saw at the end of the last episode via the white vision is going to lead to the white vision from the comics, which is, you know, kind of devoid of emotion, devoid of all of that. And that's going to be our vision moving forward for now. Um, So I want to see that. I think that would be a good way. It also kind of gives Wanda uh, somewhat of a way to move on. But I think it's always then going to tie her to her emotion still, even when she sees the white vision, you know, she's always going to just hope that he's not just going to be that, that he's going to be the vision that, you know, we know and love. And, um, you know, that's just not going to be the case. I mean, you know, I think we need to have the white vision move on. I think that's the only way to do it. I I mean, maybe they could get rid of him and put in our vision's personality into it by the end of this episode. I just think one episode to have that carry out wouldn't be great. I think that's something we could see in the Doctor Strange you know, Multiverse of Madness, is that somewhat the reason? Is she chasing that, trying to get that in, or just by the end of that? Um, I don't know. Do we know whether Paul Bettany is going to be a part of that? I mean, I think he is now uh, with his white vision to some extent. Um, But I think that's what I want to see. It's kind of my prediction for what we're going to see Um, is that now, you know, in terms of Agatha and the chaos magic and that, um, and, and just Scarlet Witch in general, I don't know Wanda's going to be completely changed after this for many reasons. I mean, one, obviously, just because of what she's done, right? Um, And just in the eyes of the public, in the eyes of S.W.O.R.D., probably even, you know, uh, just the Avengers in general, um, you know, they're never going to look at her the same again. She will be the Scarlet Witch, I think, from here on. Um, And then I think there'll always be now that question as to whether Wanda is good, you know, or kind of doing things on the side of good, or... If you know, there's always going to be kind of this underlying motivation for her to be doing things, really just for herself. Um, I think that's kind of what we're going to come out of this because, I I mean, ultimately, that's kind of what she did here, right? I mean, as much as you can relate to what she did and and emotionally understand it, um, it was all for herself. I mean, many people lose loved ones, especially with what happened with Thanos. So many people lost someone. You know, even though many people flashback. Some people didn't because of what, what happened due to the events of, of just him, you know, attacking Earth and all of that. Um, and just in general, the the blipping. You know, people died because someone driving a car blipped out and their car crashed into a building. That person that crashed into the building that was still the passenger in that car isn't blipping back. Um, but people were able to move on and, and continue their lives. And Wanda, yeah, sure, she did, but then she did something that was unbelievable, you know, by... Um, Basically, just taking over a town and, and essentially changing those people forever. You know, they're never going to be the same again. Um, I don't know. So I think we got a lot in store for tomorrow's episode. I think it's going to be an emotional ride. Um, and uh, of course, I'm going to break it all down for you uh, as soon as I watch it tomorrow and we'll get into it. We'll see what we're going to do. I've been thinking about maybe doing more of a uh, kind of sit down, kind of overarching season chat as well. Um I don't know if we're going to do that, but we'll we'll see. Uh, but definitely tomorrow, obviously, look out for that WandaVision episode. So that's going to do it for me, guys. Big thanks, as always, to GamerGoo for continuing to support the show. GamerGoo, that anti-perspirant for your hands, gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty gamer hands on your controller. they got a bunch of different scents over there. Go head on over to GamerGoo.com. You can check them out. they got cherry blossom, teakwood, orange, peppermint, as well as the latest Beach Breeze and more. If you're interested in purchasing any, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Again, that's GamerGoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me. Have a good rest of your day. Enjoy that WandaVision episode. And next time I'm talking to you, we're going to know how it all ends. So until then, have a great day.